Us hunters need good glass. The well-balanced size Conquest HD binoculars provide outstanding performance for an amazing hunting experience at an unbelievably attractive price. The Conquest range will impress you with the largest field of view in its class. Even at long distances, it provides detailed views of wildlife and enables long, fatigue-free observation. A HD lens system gives great low-light performance and excellent target resolution. These rugged binos carry a 20-year Australian replacement or repair guarantee. Find your local stockers at osaustralia.com.au. With the crazy world we live in today, many of us seek the adventure of the unknown. Join us everyday Aussies from all walks of life share stories from men and women of all hunting camps. From tips and techniques to the emotional rollercoaster ride of fulfilling a lifelong dream, there is a story to be told by all. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under. I know, we're live. Righto. Righto, folks. Um, just here, sitting down. I'm going to have a bit of a chat with Reese Bosley. Reese Bosley's, um, he's a, um, he runs the Facebook pages State Forest Hunting Queensland and also Queensland State Forest User Alliance. So he's on our side, guys, that like to do a bit of hunting and also would like to um, somehow influence Queensland to go down the paths of possibly Victoria in New South Wales. Righto, Reese, mate, tell us a bit about yourself, bud. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, so um, I, uh, my background, um, I'm a transport sector project manager at the moment. I've, got, um, I've previously been a registered nurse and I was also a soldier. Um, for five years um, in the in the 1990s, um, how I got into hunting, um, I'd always when I was a uh, when I was a kid, um, I'd always in, enjoyed um, shooting just um, with the with the air rifles. My grandfather bought me one of those when I was um, seven, um, and um, that was one of my favourite things that I used to enjoy doing. Um, didn't really have any opportunity to hunt, uh, but I was always interested in it. Um, obviously, in the um, in the army, you get to do a lot of shooting with various different um, types of firearms and um, heavy weapons as well. So, I really enjoyed that as well. Um, and then um, I sort of had not been involved with shooting for uh, a number of years after I left the army. Uh, but um, I decided I was I was living in Canberra, working for the um, Australian government, and. Um, I decided I wanted to move back to Queensland and previously when I'd nursed I hadn't spent um, a lot of a lot of time in the outdoors it was it wasn't really very conducive to mm. sort of meeting up with people and, and doing those sorts of things with the shift work in particular yeah, 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 um, so I decided that since I was coming back to a day job that I, was, I wanted to make the most of the great Queensland outdoors um, and so I decided to get into four-wheel driving but I had a couple of um, a couple of friends, uh, one who, who were hunters. Uh, one was down in Canberra and he was a deer hunter. Yep, yep. Um, and another was up in Queensland and um, he, he enjoys his pig hunting in particular. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought, well, you know, when I get back there, I'll uh, get my four-wheel drive and I'll look at getting into hunting as well. Um, so that's what I did. Um, came back here and um, got my firearms licence and I assumed at that stage that I would be able to... Um, hunt on public land because I'd heard that was a thing. Yeah. Um, 
but looked into it and of course found out that we don't have um, public land hunting in Queensland. So no, they've locked it up on us, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they've, they've locked it up on us, unfortunately. Well, not just on us as hunters, but everyone, basically. There's not a lot you can do in No, no, Queensland, areas. Queensland um, state forests are grossly over-regulated for recreational users in general. Yep. Um, and they're increasingly being locked up in national parks, which means that they don't get to be used for forestry and they don't get um, uh, yeah, the grazing leases as they expire. They lock, lock, lock up the, um, the State Forest and National Park and those people who have grazed on those properties for um, sometimes generations um, don't get to use them. So there's a lot, of, a lot of people with a lot at stake in terms of the way that our forests are currently being mismanaged. I was going to say managed, but I'm going to say mismanaged because yep. that's the reality of it. True. Yeah, so... Um, so the, I guess when I found that out, there were two things. So like many southern Queensland-based hunters, I went and got my New South Wales R licence. Yeah. Um, and um, that's my main uh, area where I hunt. I really love it down there. It's a beautiful part of the world, and um, there's some awesome hunting opportunities, but partic well, yeah, there particularly yeah. down around um, uh, Tamworth, the big forest down there, is um, is where I, yeah. I I will often go if I've got a week to uh, week to spend. Yeah. Um, I've done a bit of hunting on properties um, as well um, for um, mainly um, meat animals, deer, yep. um, and um, just you know various different feral animals as well. Um, but the other thing I did apart from getting my R license and, and seeking out opportunities on properties was that I contacted a candidate that was just before the 2012 election when Campbell Newman got elected and there was a candidate called Carl Judge in my electorate and no. I rang him up and um, and said, "Hey, um, what do you know? Like, what do we have to do to get state forest hunting in Queensland if you guys win?" And he he, he said to me, "Well, he said you sound like you know you've got a background that would be useful to the party yeah. in terms of developing policy and the like. This is the Liberal National Party. Why don't you join and we'll see what we can do?" Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that's what I did. Um, I joined the Liberal National Party at that stage, and that's when um, when I started with the um, advocacy for state forest hunting. Right, eh? Hmm. Very good. And well, now we're right into the weeds now. But okay, what hurdles does Queensland have? What is um, firstly what's stopping us from doing it? Um, in my view a lot of what is stopping hunting happening in Maybe Queen. not what, who, what and who. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess there's, there's uh, a couple of different things. One is, um, is ignorance. Um, people, uh, the big thing that um, people always raise when um, uh, politicians in particular raise when you talk about hunting in state forests is, is public safety. Yep. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not criticising for them for that. Like, if I had that responsibility, I oh, would. I no, would definitely. want definitely. There's a lot of people out there that yeah. do give archers, hunters, pig doggers, yeah. or everyone that hunts a bad name. So yeah, we've yeah we've actually got to probably police our own. Yeah, more yeah. probably more so. Yeah. We than need ever. to. We need to. We need to play our part in it. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. So so I think that's part of it is that um, people don't understand how. Um, how the systems down south work and yeah. how, how, how successful they are in maintaining public safety. Like the, the Sporting Shooters Association did some research 
um, about 10 years ago. So between um, uh, 2000 and 2010, they looked at all the coroner's reports for people who had been killed in hunting accidents. Yep. And overwhelmingly, they found that it was to do with um, hunting at night and from vehicles. Yep. So basically, spotlighters. Um, and um, they, they found that it's usually a hunter shooting themselves or their mates, which obviously is, is, a, is a bad thing. That's right. Um, but the fears that um, people have of a state forest hunter in a place like New South Wales, where, um, uh, where, where, which is well regulated, you're only allowed to hunt in the day, um, and um, you know people have training. Um, they're limited to the um, you know one one hundred uh, four hundred hectares. Yeah. Um, there's compliance officers. Um, the, the, there hasn't been a, a, an accident in that in that scenario. Since New South Wales has opened up their public land and mm. had the mm. the game license and all that sort of thing, has there been? Any accidents no. within that? No. Since then, how no. long have they been going in New South Wales? Fourteen years. Fourteen years, really, yeah. to the public. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yep. I didn't yeah. realise that yeah. they've been doing it that long. Yeah, two thousand and six. Okay. Yeah. So for fourteen years, they have not had a firearm-related incident. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. To based on the public records, oh, I think that if I've it seen. happened, everyone everyone would know. It wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wouldn't be. They'd be trying to. Um, Make sure everyone knew about it, not so much us. Like yeah, no, that's the exactly the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's one of the big impediments is is um, an understanding of the public safety um, uh, public safety aspects of public land hunting. Um, you know what I what I always you know think about. You're driving out into the Australian bush. It's enormous. There's a mm. lot of a lot of risks. You could hit a room on the way on the way there, and or you know have a dr another driver fall asleep at the wheel. That's right. Um, I was driving out in in um, central Queensland recently, and I went over a hump, and there was a herd of cattle on the middle of the road that I hadn't seen. And yep. fortunately, I was able to slow down. But it'd be easy for somebody oh. who was didn't know the road conditions to plow into those yeah. and um, and and get killed. You know, there's bushfires, there's snakes, there's, you know, if, you, if you're out in the bush, you can get hypothermia, you can get hy hypothermia. Yeah. Honestly, in, in the forest that I go to, I barely see another hunter. Yeah. I barely see another person because they're so big. And, yeah. um, you know, the chances of, you know, like, put, put it this way, like there's a hell of a lot more to worry about than... I think you've got more chance you get hit by a friggin' bus in, yeah, yeah. in the middle of Brisbane than what you do yeah. have, yeah, yeah yes. but it's something a, happening out there. Yeah, but it's the usual thing um, with um, anything to do with firearms nowadays. People um, have a, a, a very fearful of them. Well, it's people are scared of what they don't understand. That's exactly if right. If they don't understand yeah. something, of course, yeah. and yeah. movies probably... Yeah. Don't help us any. Everything yeah. that's on the TV these days. That yeah, and, just, and the media, of yeah. course, like you just alluded to, if um, if somebody did get shot, everybody would know about it. Yeah. Um. So you know. So that's and and like this is to me in terms of campaigning is um, we we need to get across to the um, uh, to the powers to be and also to the general public because ultimately. Um, you know, politicians are going to make their decisions based on what their constituents want, which is, um, which is uh, fair enough. Yep. Um, we need to get across that this can be done safely. And that's, that's the number one, I think, impediment is, um, is getting that across to people. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Us as Queensland hunters. As a hunting community. As a hunting community, archers, rifle hunters. Yeah. 
people that hunt with dogs. Mm. Um, what can we do to maybe help this happen? Like a lot of us sit on the fence. Um, a lot, a lot of hunters, and I'm guilty for it. Mm. We sit on the fence and we 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 hop, sit sit back in the shadows and we think, right, I would just stay back here, and if no one knows we're here, they'll leave us alone. But I think sadly we're slowly getting eaten up by the um, political correctness of the world. Yeah. And sooner or later, if we keep sitting back, we're going to be, well, we already are the minority, hmm. um, but maybe, I don't, well, what I'm saying is, I don't know what to do. What can we do um, what to I think, help? What, what I think we need to do um, in, in terms of, um, in terms, is that we need to, identify those um, politicians and groups. It, 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 there's, there's multiple things we can do, but in terms of the safety, we need to um, identify the politicians and the groups that we, um, that we think we've got a chance of influencing. Um, in, in so they are out there. There is yeah. groups that are happy to... Consider. Consider. Yeah. Um, the, the, um, when, when we... Um, I, I sort of haven't spoken about the petition that we that we raised, which yep. I will we'll talk about shortly. But um, you know, we've we've spoken. Obviously, the Cater Party we're we're, we're happy to consider um, what we propose um, what we proposed in terms of a New South Wales style system of public land hunting. Um, the um, uh, Stephen Andrew, who's from One Nation, was was happy to hear our point of view. Um, and um, and was was you know very receptive. We we had talks with the um, with the Liberal National Party, several MPs as well there as well, and th they gave they gave it a fair hearing. Yeah. Um, right. And um, you know, I, and I actually I actually think that um, that they will um, you know like we need to they're, they're ultimately going to be the major part of any conservative government that I influences this. So we need to be talking to the Liberal National Party and. And assuring those MPs that this can be done safely, yeah, um, because that's for, for that's as far as I can see is the overriding concern. It's not the only concern, and I'll I'll talk about um, some other concerns in a moment. Yeah, um, but it's the um, it's the overarching concern. If they don't think it's it, that something can be done safely, they're not going to introduce it. Yeah, and um, you know, so that's that's what that's what hunters need to be doing in. Um, and reinforcing, you know, whether you're a um, hunting organisation who's lobbying to the politicians, or whether or not, or whether you're even just an individual um, who's writing them a letter or speaking to somebody, you can, you know, you can use those examples of how it's a safe, of how it's a safe pursuit that, um, you know, like the one that I've just described, the, yep. the SSAA research, and um, yeah, it's um, yeah, that's that's. Um, that's that's a key a key thing that we need to be doing is is educating people that our pursuit is safe is yeah. that what we want to do is safe yeah um, so so that's so so I'll just I'll just wind back if it's okay and um, I, I joined the LNP um, yeah. and um, with um, you know on the advice of Carl Judge who he was an MP with them for for three years he eventually left but um, he served the purpose of getting me involved in. In politics, and um, that was good of him to do that. Um, he um, and within the branch that I was in, the um, Yorongapilly branch, mm -hmm. um, they said, "Well, if you want to, if you want to do something about this, what you need to do is you need to get a resolution up to our state convention." 
Um, and they're all they're lovely people. They're all really supportive of that. And Yurongapilli yeah. is, um, you know, right in the heart of Latte Super Territory. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so you know, like all the stereotypes out there of all these inner city Latte Sippers who don't want don't want us to shoot isn't necessarily isn't necessarily true. Like the yeah. people, they were open minded. Um, so I got a resolution together, and it got through the branch. They accepted it. It was um, to introduce a New South Wales style system of public land hunting in Queensland. Yep. Um, put it up to the 2013 state um, convention of the LNP. And there was another resolution actually at the same time which was considered from North Queensland. Um, and they wanted to be able to hunt pigs in, in national parks. So there was you know two branches that raised this and um, it was put to the to the um, to the convention, and they overwhelmingly voted in support. Yep. This is the membership of the LNP, not the politicians. Yeah, overwhelmingly um, voted in support of these resolutions. So they are open-minded, and they are yeah trying to take baby steps in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. But every now and then, they might obviously something pulls them up along the way. Yeah, this you know, like I, what I what I got out of that is that the membership is of the LNP would support this reform. Yep. Um, and, um, they, you know, like there's, there've been lots of complaints um, by the membership that the politicians don't necessarily listen to them. And that's part of the problem. That's part of why they lose elections. Um, but, um, but yeah, the membership itself, um, supportive of the reform. They've got a lot of people who live in rural regional areas. Yep. Um, a lot of the people, who live in cities, as long as you can convince them of the things that I've explained, talked yep. to you about safety, um, are open-minded to that. So, yep. so that resolution went up, but the um, that's just uh, you know like a resolution at their um, at their um, state state convention. That's not binding on the politicians. Yeah, right. Um, so then you have to. I mean, it should be persuasive, but it's not binding. Mm -hmm. So then you have to convince the actual politicians. Um, cabinet Cameron Newman was the premier at that stage. Um, and um, the responsible minister was Steve Dixon, who um, was of the, um, he eventually went to One Nation with, and got into trouble with the National Rifle Association and then the strip club and you know, yeah. all of that. You know, we all know, know his story, but he was the responsible minister at, um, at that time. Yep. Um, so I bailed him up at the, um, at the convention and I said, we got this resolution passed. What do we have to do to, um, uh, what do we have to do to get this, um, you know, get this made into government policy? Mm -hmm. And he said to me, "Well, I, again, like, and this is just reinforces the safety issue. Um, we need to know um, that it's safe. Yep. But if you can get some shooting organisations together and come and meet with me, we can talk about it." Yeah. Um, so what happened then was I rang. Um, some shooting organisations, and the one that was the most supportive was the Australian Deer Association. Mm -hmm. I rang the um, Queensland um, branch of that at that stage, and um, there's a, the president at that time was Peter Lurz, who's a very experienced and knowledgeable hunter. Yeah, um, and um, they were incredibly supportive. So um, I worked with um, with Peter to get together a. A submission for the government yep. um, as to um, why um, public land hunting was a go state forest hunting was a good idea. Yeah, um, and um, got that together um, and put that up to the um, to Steve Dixon's office. Yeah, um, no sooner had I got that than we get a word back from cabinet. No, right we're not doing this. 
So, yeah. Um, yeah. so basically a blanket, no, we're not doing this um, on public safety grounds. The standard response that they get out of the um, public service because the public services, um, uh, the public servants in the relevant departments are um, against um, a public land hunting type system. Yep. Um, and ministers, um, you know, they're worried about... Do you think that is really what they believe, is they're worried about safety? Or do you think they're using that as an excuse, as an easy way out? No, no, I think they're worried about safety. Okay. Um, I think that um, it's, you know, there's a, there's a view in some sectors of the community that it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, and um, they're, they're basically incredibly risk averse. They're not prepared to, prepared to put their back, backsides on the line. Yep. Um, providing advice that this is okay. Yep. Um, so that's so that's a challenge. Um, yep. If they're gonna get that sort of advice out of public servants, mm-hmm. um, then we've got to convince the ministers ourselves yep. that, and you know, like that, no, actually this is a, um, a safe activity. Yeah. Um, well, you would think that, you know, in giving New South Wales does it, Victoria does it, they all have a public land hunting system. Mm-hmm. You would think with all that and the amount of people that go in and out of them forests and hunt and there has been as i'm aware in new south wales no incidents Mm. victoria i'm not sure of there may have been the odd incident victoria Um, there was an incident in 1994 um where a a man was shot by his friend um the guy was as i understand it was under a nakubra and uh not a nakubra sorry i'm thinking that's a hat um, under a um, dryzer bone, the, yep. the, the um, and um, and and his mate thought he was a deer and shot him. Which um, you know, I mean, obviously the guy wasn't you know paying attention with his target right. recognition yep. and the like. Yeah. Um, so, but again, that's it's not the stray bullet incident. But what what the public servants will do is they will look for a- anything around the world that they can find to say that this is too dangerous. Yeah. You know, they'll find an incident in New Zealand or whatever. Yeah. And um and they'll just say, nah, it's too dangerous because, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't know. There's there's no there's no upside for them um as as in terms of. Um, you know, like taking responsibility for something that the broader community sees as as being a risky activity. Um, yep. You know, so they they're just going to cover their backsides. Which again is just, I suppose, the uneducated. They don't. Yeah. Well, they think they see a gun like in a movie and it's bad. Rambo's running around. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, yeah. P- potentially, but but also I think um, it's just you know if they've if they've provided advice to a minister that says, yeah, this is okay, and yep. then somebody, um, somebody is, is hurt, mm-hmm. um, then the minister's going to say, but my public service provided me the advice that that's okay. Yep. Um, yep. So they're just covering themselves. Yep. Um, and that's, that's a challenge because the ministers listen to their public servants, yep. Um, yep. but we've got to, um, they're not the only people they should listen to, and we as a community have got to get it across to them that, um, yeah. So, so that was frustrating. Um, you know, it was sort of a couple of years of um, of hard work, sort of um, pushing uh, pushing um, public land hunting um, with the government and within the LNP. Um, I went back to Steve Dixon's office and I said, "Okay, um, are you prepared to um, allow to consider allowing um, clubs, um, other clubs, um, do, uh, for example, um, like deer management type activities or?" Um, pest management type yep. activities similar to the way the SSAA do with their conservation of wildlife. Yeah, and he was open to that. Yep. Um, uh, and um, 
we worked with him for a um, uh, for a period of time uh, until basically until they got kicked out of office. Yeah. Um, and we were we were looking at setting up a scheme where clubs could could set up organised yep. activities and. Um, uh, on 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 public land to help manage deer or other pests or yep. whatever, um, but um, of course then they lost government and yep. the Labor Party just came in and went no. Nah. No. So no. so that was you know like and what I what I saw in terms of that type of activity is it ultimately you know it, it developed some confidence within um, within government that you're not dealing with a bunch of idiots um, yep. and um, and might ultimately lead to something else. But the Labor Party just weren't interested in um, in that type of activity, so we're back to square one. Um, 2017, um, I um, I sort of worked out well. We've actually got to get these conservative parties competing. They compete for our votes, whether they're One Nation or the Catters or or the Liberal National Party. Yeah. Um, so I contacted One Nation and. Um, Contacted Jim Savage, who at that time was in One Nation, and he yeah. was um, uh, he was recently ran as an independent in your electorate here yeah. in Lockyer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jim was um, open to um, open to introducing public land um, hunting, and and I worked with him, and we got a policy together. Yeah. Um, that was uh, there was a bit of um, I guess back and forth with the hierarchy of. Um, one nation at that time as to whether or not they wanted to um, to have that policy on their agenda yeah um, and um, uh, the the hierarchy included Steve Dixon was their state, state leader again um, yep. so it's a bit of a common theme um, and um, ultimately um, I think Jim just released the policy through the shooters union at that time and said we support this yeah um, but of course, they only got one one MP up at um, yeah. at at that time. Uh, that was Stephen Andrew, and weren't in a position to um, uh, to bargain, or uh, you know, they didn't have the balance of power or anything. Yeah. So, what 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 next was? I, I'd sort of thought, well, until this becomes a a more public political issue, and I didn't really know how to make it one. Um, this is not going to get anywhere. We're, they have to know that there's votes in it. Yeah. Um, and that they can lose votes if 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 they if they don't introduce public land hunting. And then along comes a good friend of mine. Um, well, he's now a good friend. Um, a bloke called Dan Boniface. Yeah. Um, and he put up a petition for um, to introduce public land hunting. But the, is that the one you had on your Facebook page that? Yeah. That you shared, and a lot of us I signed it. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So so Dan put that up and. There'd been petitions before, and that only got a couple of thousand signatures. But How many do we need to make it? Look out, here we are. You well, well I mean? Dan did that with with a bit, a bit of help from me. Yeah. Um, he got thirteen thousand five hundred and seventy six signatures. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, Dan did a tremendous job. He um, was he's got a knack for getting media interviews. Yeah. Um, he's got a. Um, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's very good with people. He's, he's got a knack for getting meetings with politicians um, and um, he's a, a, a really effective advocate at that sort of, um, that sort of political, uh, political work. So, yep. And he applied a lot of energy and got out there and really promoted it, um, or really promoted the petition. Um, I contacted Dan when I heard about the petition and said, well, I've been doing this sort of work for a while now. Is there anything I can do, do to help? And he said, yeah, that'd be great. Yep. So what I did was I set up the page 
um, and um, use that to um, uh, to help promote the petition. Yeah. Um, we got a bit of support from a couple of organisations, the Shooters Union. We got some support from the Australian Deer Association. Yep. Um, and a bit of bit, bit of money for that, and um, you know we sort of put up. Um, so the Australian Deer Association put money up for it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Queens, the, the, the Queensland branch did. They put that's good. Put three hundred bucks up, and so did the Shooters Union. We acknowledge that on the site. So of course that um, you know hopefully gets membership for those organisations as well. Yeah. Um, and use that money for social media advertising. Yeah. Um, we raise a bit of money from um, the the followers on the site as well yep. um, and um, put out put out social media advertising and it's it's interesting we only had about a thousand bucks but it goes a long way on social media um, that, that sort of advertising. And that thousand bucks that you guys had for advertising mm. in return like did what did you obviously you got what 13,000 Yeah we got 13,576 signatures yeah and what that um, ultimately did was it um, uh, yeah like it, it let the government, um, or the, the, the government wasn't interested, they told us to go away, but it let the opposition, the LNP know, and the um, KAP and One Nation know that this is, that people are serious about this. Yeah. And it, it, it raises the profile, it raised the profile of the issue immensely, um, and it got the issue into the, into the media. Um, so it was, um, it was a, um, it, it was, it was good. Um, it, 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 it worked well to, um, to, to promote to promote the issue of state forest hunting and it probably gave us a bit of a leapfrog for the for the subsequent work that we've done through the sites yeah um, yeah and I mean it's I, I don't think that if if Dan hadn't started that petition if it hadn't have been so successful it was actually the largest petition in the uh, the second largest in the previous 12 months the largest was one for vegetation management laws for the farmers yeah um, so I don't think if Dan hadn't raised that petition that we wouldn't have um, got the got the issue as um, prominent as um, as we had um, so but there's still hope yeah yeah there's still hope no, you know where I'm leading to with all of this Jake is you know policy advocacy yeah um, you know I've had people say oh, it's never going to happen um, the only thing that's uh, the the only way that we can guarantee that it, it will never happen, that state forest hunting will never happen, is to give up. Yeah, that, that's the only thing. Exactly you know, right. like people, people fight policy advocacy fights for decades. Yeah, um, and it's frustrating, but it's just what you have to do if you want to get there, because you never know when an opportunity is going to crop up. You never know. We might get a premier or a forestry minister or a um, whoever who's dead keen on the idea and all of a sudden because we've done all of this background work we can go to them and say here um, this is how you do this and how you allay the concerns of the rest of the community yeah um, and how we get it introduced yeah um, so you just need to keep at it um, and um, you know that's that's what I'm intending to do um, through the <coughs> through the site and I've got a few other ideas as well um, which I'll talk about yeah um, but um, yeah, you've, you, we've just got to keep at it, and I mean that's that's the purpose of of, of advocacy organisations um, is to continually continually fight that fight. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, just just by way of example, the um, the R license hunting in um, in New South Wales, John Tingle. Um, I, was, I was looking up John Tingle was the shooters, fishers, and farmers 
member yeah. um, for, uh, he was in the upper house in New South Wales. Right and um, he worked for 11 years. Like that, that, that our license hunting didn't happen for 11 years. So 11 uh, years they fought it and fought it and fought it, well, then got it. Well, I, I don't know the details of, um, of, the, um, of like the, the nuts and bolts of how they went through it. But yeah. for, from the time that he entered parliament to the time that people were hunting on public land in New South Wales took 11 years, took 11 years. Yeah, as far as I can see. So, yeah. you know, it's a long-term fight. And, um, you know, it's, it's not just a fight for additional rights. It's also a fight to protect the rights that we've got because there's always people out to, to take them away from us. Exactly right, mate. Yeah, yep. yeah. So um, I, I would have thought, but while we are talking about New South Wales, that the numbers being in figures like dollar signs would be almost be enough to help it. Like, does, you know, yep. obviously they're aware of it and this and that, and they're probably spending money, Queensland, in trying to get rid of feral animals. Mm. And it's probably... They're outlaying probably millions, millions of dollars, but they could be making money off this. What yeah. I'm saying is, they I don't know if they, do they realise that? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, that all of that was stuff that um, that I've put in, like we put in the original submission, and that I've put in subsequent submissions that were made to multiple different parties that were raised on the site that were raised in the media. Is that uh, you know? And I'm looking at you've got your figures there. Yeah. Um, in New South Wales, public land hunting in 2017 was found to be worth $119 million to the New South Wales economy. Um, that's so, a lot of money. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's you know, like, that's a big rural industry. And, you know, it also created 160 jobs from my uh, bit of research. 860. 860 yeah. jobs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a significant rural industry and that's the way they treat it in New South Wales. It's under the Department of Forestry. Um, fisheries and yeah, DPI, uh, Department of Primary Industries, and um, and uh, they and, and they treat it like another rural industry, like they would cattle or yeah. poultry or whatever. Um, so that's that's important. Um, just in terms of the um, the pest management side of it, um, I think that you know this this debate around as to whether or not public land hunting is actually effective as a pest control as a pest control measure. Um, I, I don't know that the ADA recently put out. Well, it has to be in one sense, maybe to not the extent of yeah. some people, I suppose, want to completely eliminate yeah. the feral animals. Yeah. Where essentially us as hunters, we don't want to eliminate them. We don't want we want to control the numbers so yeah. they're at a healthy population, so we can continue to go out. Like at the end of the day, if there was no feral animals in Australia, essentially. We, what are we going to do yeah. as hunters? Yeah. Like, um, I, I guess, like from from, like from the perspective of the broader community, I, I, I think you know, like I, I don't think that it's possible, and and it's, this isn't just an opinion on my part. Um, it's 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 from stuff that I've read. Is it's not possible to eradicate um, all feral animals from Australia now. If the farmers could um, eradicate all feral animals, or if the um, people who manage par uh, in, um, national parks could eradicate all, all feral animals, they would. Um, oh, yeah, they but, would, yeah, yeah. And, and but it's not possible. Um, it's you know, there's just so many of them out there. Yeah. That that it's you know, so these hunters who fret about oh, there's never going to be anything to hunt because because um, we're helping to eradicate feral pests. I think they're worrying about nothing. True. Um, you know, so but. In terms of the, um, you know, just getting back to the effectiveness of state forest um, hunting as a as a pest control measure, um, 
the ADA recently put out some research about deer and um, th they were talking about, you know, controlling populations um, like you've just described, like, like you've just described now. Um, and they were talking about ways that you can do that. So you can do things like um, encouraging hunters to um, see themselves as helping with environmental management, not just shooting trophy animals. Shoot, yep. shoot, shoot enough of the... Um, of the females to get the and cull animals to get the population back mm -hmm. into into kilter, so that you don't get a skewed male to female ratio. Yep. Uh, um, you know, so so there's there's that that you can do, and I, I actually think you know I haven't seen any studies on it. If you look at you know you've got your R license in New South Wales, and they have harvest reports. Yep. Um, people visit the same forests over and over again, and I always see on those harvest reports, like some of the forests, I always see tip pigs being taken out of that forest. Yeah. Um, and now we've got the nighttime pig doggers as well. So those pigs are getting hit by day um, by, by shooters and, and bow hunters. Yep. They're getting hit by night by doggers. Um, that, in a local sense, I, I'm not talking about across the state on average, but in those forests um, where there's a concentration um, of animals, that in a local sense has to be making a difference to the number of animals that are then getting out. Oh yeah, hands yeah. down. Yeah. 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 So I'd really, I'd really like to see some, um, some research, some research on that, on on how, um, on, on in a local sense, how effective, how effective that hunting is. But you know, suffice to say. I think that um, it's it's sold in New South Wales. I think it's important that we don't sell um, state forest hunting as the solution to every um, every pest control problem um, that that farmers have because it's not. It's it's not the the solving the problem. It's helping with the yeah, issue. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's not solving the problem. Yeah, so. yeah. It's we're like they sell it in New South Wales as supplementary pest control, and I think that's the. Um, the way, good, good the, way of putting it. the right way of describing it is yep. that we're helping out, um, and like you say, um, you've got benefits in terms of helping out with with that. Um, if if you get a hunter who goes down there and shoots nothing, they're spending money, irrespective. Um, so 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 you've um, you know. You've, well, they're spending money at Anaconda. They're spending money at BCF. All the honey shots, fuel, fuel at the food. bakery in the local town. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Like yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly right. So um, so there's I think that that's probably even the more significant benefit to those rural communities. Now, yep. there's a um, community in New South, uh, in, no, Victoria, um, it's called Tawong Shire. Yeah. And they've actually got a hunting plan um, on, like it's up on the web, um, where they recognise that the, the deer hunters that go up there bring a lot of money into mm -hmm. the local economy. So they want to find ways to encourage, yeah. encourage people to do that. So those are, um, you know, that's, um, another way that we can, like, like you correctly identify, like we can, that we can um, encourage people to um, uh, encourage politicians to, to take this seriously as, as something that will help their communities. Um, At the end of the day, that's what I believe. I don't know, I'm no yeah. government person yeah. or anything, but at the end of the day, I think that's what's going to get it over the line. Yeah. They're going to see that, right, at the end of the day, if everything's safe, we're going to make money out of this. Yeah, and it's going to be good for the economy, which yeah. it will. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, at, at the very least, and yeah. and we'll we'll do and some... a lot of money, not yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's right. A lot of yeah. money. Yeah, a lot of money, and we're also helping out to um to control those those pest animal populations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that side of it. Um, in Queensland, one of the um uh, impediments 
is that we've got a lot more grazing on state forest in Queensland than they do in, in other states. They mm -hmm. do have grazing leases in, in New South Wales and Victoria, but um, in Queensland, the figures I've got, and they're from 2014, so they're probably reduced now. Um, there are, um, uh, there's, there were 280 grazing families on leases, so there's probably about 200 now on a, on a total of about 700 leases. Um, mm -hmm. They um, uh, covered, I think, about a million hectares of forest. Yeah. Um, there's three million, so they're certainly not covering all of the forest, but a substantial. So we got three million hectares of state forest. State for How much does New South Wales have? Just a two people. Million. Two, two million. million. Yeah. Righto. Yeah. So, so about a million hectares. Um, it tends to be pretty well located, sort of. Um, and productive forest that they're on. Yep. Um, and you know, like I've, you know, that's that's great that we're able to use that forest um, as uh, to to help the grazing industry. Yep. But what I don't think that we're getting from the grazing industry return is a fair go. They, they they tend to, in my experience, be one of the one of the groups that want to block us getting onto the forest. Well, that's probably half our fault because there is people out there doing the wrong thing. If we all yeah, and they've just got a, a lot of them cockies, and I know a lot of them. They've mm -hmm. got a bad taste. A lot of them have a bad taste in their mouth from from hunters. Yeah, you know from, I mean, there are some bad eggs out there. Yeah, and the, um, so that's that's our fault. No, not not a hundred percent. I agree. Like um, illegal hunting, poaching is a, a big issue. Yeah. Um, and I um, I agree that it does give hunters a bad name, and I completely um, don't condone it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I guess from my position, the, and from I think the position of, of hunters in general and other state forest users, because it's not just hunters that the, um, that the, that the leaseholders are stopping um, coming onto, onto state forests. It's, it's all of those four-wheel drivers and fossickers yep. and the like as well. So it's not just about hunters giving people a bad name. It's about those people not wanting um, other people to come onto those leases. Yeah. Um, now, Essentially, they're treating it they're, in one sense, they're sort of treating it as... Because they're leases they've had for hundreds of years, correct? A lot of them? Um, some, of, years so, leases. Some, of, some of them, yeah. So it's almost home to them as yeah. such. So I can sort of understand that a little bit. Yeah. I, I guess from the perspective of the law, a grazing lease on a state forest under the Forestry Act um, does not preclude any of the other purposes of the Forestry Act. Now, the cardinal principles of the Forestry Act are that the forest is meant to be run as a state timber reserve mm -hmm. um, with regard to use by grazing, by recreation, in which hunting would be included, and also um, conservation opportunities. Yeah. And those um, three activities, um, as far as possible, should be able to um, the forest should be shared to be able to, to be able to use it for those three activities. Now, I'm not going to say that that every forest is going to be suitable, um, no. but 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 we should be looking to maximise the use of the forest. Well, even in New South Wales, there's not every forest is suitable. I'm just using an example. Yeah, there's plenty of state forests in New South Wales which you cannot go hunting. Yeah, yeah, because they're too close to populations. There's, yeah. there's too many other users and the like. Um, but but the law, you know, that's that's the legal framework. So. You're getting um, leaseholders who, um, like you say, they might see it as home, but the reality is, is what they've paid for with the grazing lease yep. is they've paid a, a, for a right to run cattle. They haven't paid for an exclusive use property. Yep. Now, when I spoke about the million hectares or so that's under grazing lease, it, you got any idea how much um, grazing land there is in Queensland under exclusive tenure, like freehold or... Um, 
or uh, raising pastoral lease. Have you got any, uh, take a guess? No, I would okay. hate to take a guess. Okay, 129 million hectares of, 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 of grazing land in Queensland. That's the figures that I've in got. In freehold and leasehold. And, and gra um, grazing um, perpetual lease, which is um, essentially means that nobody else can use it. It's an exclusive exclusive right to the farmer. Those are the like the 99 year or the perpetual leases that they talk Which about. Which is essentially public land, correct? Um, it's owned by the it's Crown. It's owned by the state. It's owned by the Crown, okay. but, um, but the farmers have an they've bought an exclusive right to it. Yeah. Okay, so what we're talking about is we're talking about um, farmers have the opportunity to buy freehold land yep. um, uh, from that estate of 129 million hectares. Yeah, you're talking a long time ago. This is what no, you're no, saying. You, no, they, you can, people can buy and sell land now. Okay, They've yep. got the opportunity to buy and sell land in, um, in 120, there's 129 million hectares of grazing land in Queensland. Yep. Um, and, you know, so from, from the perspective of recreational users, you want to lock up, you know, all of, you know, you want to lock up a million hectares of state forest, which is less than 1% of all the, all the grazing land available in Queensland. Um, you want to lock uh, lock up that little miserable amount of land and prevent people from using it for, mm. for recreation. Um, you know, like, I, I think there's got to be a, a... People need to be a little bit reasonable here and yep. think, you know, perhaps we should be finding ways to share this, um, uh, share this state forest because it was actually what it was intended for. And if I want a patch of dirt that's my own and that nobody else can go on, I can go and buy... Um, a, a piece of land that's freehold or that's grazing perpetual lease. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's. Um, and I'll just I'll just give you an example. Like moving away from the hunting because um, it, it, because this doesn't just impact on everybody. Um, lady up at um, up at Claremont, she runs the Outback Prospector, which is um, a a business which sells detectors and um, and the like for gold prospecting because yep. they've got the gold fields up there. Mm -hmm. um, there's a uh, the, she, and Frida, Frida, her name's Frida Berry Porter, and she's actually got a video online on this. Um, in the 1990s, there used to be a miner's right where you could um, basically buy a permit and you could go onto the um, onto state land, and that was a right. Yeah. And that was taken off um, the prospectors, the recreational prospectors, back in the 1990s by the Wayne Goss government, and they've said the occupier of the land, which um, which is taken to be the grazier. Um, determines whether or not somebody can go onto public land and go fossicking or go go prospecting. Mm -hmm. um, she gave an example of um, you know there's one piece of public land up there, a, a state forest, where the prospector, where the, the cocky just goes, yeah, go for it. Um, and there's another piece next to it where the blokes um, just arbitrarily said, no, you can't come on this, yeah. despite the fact that it's public land. Yeah. Um, you know, like you're talking about. 200 families that are essentially, um, and not all of them, some of them are reasonable, like the yep. bloke that I just described, but they're locking out tens of thousands of people from being able to enjoy the bush. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a fair and reasonable, um, I don't think that's a fair and reasonable thing to do. No, And, you know, not. like, the farming, the farming community is rightly asking... Um, people in the city to care more about about their issues, things like vegetation management laws, things like reef laws and the like. Yeah. Um, if you can't accommodate us 
to um, let us enjoy. Let us enjoy nature. that little bit of public land that we've um, that we're supposed to that we're supposed to be able to enjoy for our recreational pursuits, just like in New South Wales and Victoria. Yeah. You know, your average city dweller is going to go, well, you know, like, why, why would I bother about your problems? Well, it's, you know, like, it'd be sad to think that I know a lot of people that give up on pursuing hunting. Yeah. Because, one, they can't get private access. Mm. So, not only are they've given up, their mm. children, they don't get a chance to mm. see what their grandfather did. Mm. And it's just sadly getting lost. Yeah. in today's society. Yeah, and that, like that, it's disappearing real quick. Yeah, and that's something that I'll get to. Like you get people who say, "Oh, well, pay for access." Um you 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 you, hey. you, you, you can you and I like we, we earn decent money. Like I can yeah. afford I can afford to pay for access. Yeah. Um you probably can too. But you know, what about what about those people in, you know, the outer suburbs of of Brisbane or Ipswich or Logan? Um, or those people who are in rural... Not singling out them people no, no, at Logan, no, but, but yeah. No, no, no. But the, normal you know, bread and butter people yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, out of suburban people who yep. are in... And, you know, like, I'm, I'm not being judgmental. They're doing jobs that are important. Yep. Um, you know, people who are living in rural towns, like, those people might earn 20, 25 bucks an hour. That's right. And that's all they'll, um, all they'll ever earn. Yep. Now, you know, like, they might be able to afford... Um, you know, say a, a, a rifle and scope package, a Savage Axis or something like yep. that, which is 500 bucks. Yep. Um, they might be able to afford a bow. Yep. Um, but they're not going to be um, going and paying, you know, four or 500 bucks for access each time. Every time they want to go, Every four time, or five times a year, there's a couple grand. Like, yeah, I've got, you know, they're, they're never going to be able to afford no. to do that. So this is what, this is what makes me angry, mate. Now, yeah. I, I, I fully support, um, I fully support the Grazier's being able to run their businesses, yep. um, so I don't, I you know, like I, the way that I'd approach it is, um, if if we were to, um, uh, if we were to, you know, gain access and need to look after the the interests of the graziers, yeah, um, you'd say, all right, well, at the moment the graziers build all of the. Um, uh, are responsible for all of the infrastructure that they use on the on the forest, and yep. they, they spend a lot of money on that. So, all right, if that's shared infrastructure, if recreational users, whether they're hunters, fossickers, whoever else, four-wheel drivers, then um, the government makes a contribution to that, yep. and perhaps that's incorporated into the fees, um, into, into the fees that and people pay in their, in their licenses yep. and the like. You know, so or. Um, if the, the government might think it's worth it to invest that just to attract people in, and, and yep. yeah, so so that's the way I'd approach that. Um, they worry about things like they've got biosecurity requirements. Fair enough. Yep. Let's make sure there are wash points and make sure that people, when they access those properties, know that they um, that they have to use wash points. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's um, you know. I, okay, like I, I hunt a forest in New South Wales where there's a grazier on there. You, you know what it's like in New South Wales. You have to have your GPS, yep. and um, it shows um, where you can and can't hunt. Yep. When he's grazing on that on that piece of land, they just exclude that area, so you don't go in there. Yeah. Um, so you know this is this is the this is the thing that frustrates me. It's 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 like it's often like coming up against a brick wall. Um, you'll mm. talk to people about it, but then they'll just come up with all the problems, and then they'll brush you off. Yeah. Um, and you know, like. I, I just think that people need to be open-minded instead of just listing all of their problems when we talk to them, because that just makes me think that all you're doing is listing problems so that you're hoping that I'm going to give up and go away, which I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, 
how about you say, all right, well, how do we solve this problem? What, how, how do we solve this problem as a, as a um, between you know recreational users and graziers, and how yep. do we make it work for all of us? So, and you know, I would hope that um, a lot of those um, a lot of those families you know would listen to this and, and think about that. Yeah, um, and Is think it because we don't make enough as people who want to enjoy the outdoors, fishing, hunting, camping, hiking. Mm. Is it because we don't make enough noise? If um, we don't put our hand up enough, either to help or just say, "Oi, we're here, yeah. and we want to, we want to be able to access this." It's a, it's a, it's a combination of those things. I, I think that um, it's a combination of the fact that people have not known, understood the laws. Yep. And which I'm guilty of. Well, I mean, people aren't lawyers, are they? No, I mean, we're it's not. Um, you know, like so. You used to get. Um, Back um, back when I started this, you'd write to the department um, or the minister responsible for um, state forests, and and they'd always raise grazing leases mm -hmm. um, and talk about them like they're exclusive. And it's yep. like, well, that's not true. Um, you know, once I've done the research and looked into it, yep. you find out those leases aren't ex aren't aren't exclusive. They're leases to run cattle, and there's nothing excluding other activity. Um, so, so yeah, so so that's. That's part of the issue is that people haven't understood um, understood the legislation. Yeah. Um, the grazing um, leaseholders have got themselves into positions of power mm -hmm. in in um, in um, high up in political parties. They've got themselves into positions of power in the agricultural lobby. Yep. Um, and um, they perpetuate this um, you know this resistance, this just constant resistance to people. Um, uh, people, people accessing the the public land, and yeah. um, you know that that sort of stuff. That's going forward. That sort of stuff's not going to stack up because we're informing ourselves now, mm -hmm. um, and we're um, you know we're going to call them out. Yeah. Um, we're we're, we're going to call them out if they um, publicly if if they insist on um, on constantly just you know playing this game. Yeah. Um, so, but you know the flip side of it is is that. We can help them um, in, with their political problem. Now, the 70 more grazing um, leaseholders who are going to lose their leases in 2023 um, because those leases will expire and they won't be renewed. And so they, what happens to that land then? It becomes a national park. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, who, okay. Righto. So, okay. That's. Yeah. So, so it's locked up even yeah, harder. Yeah, and, and the grazing leaseholders won't get to use it, and the timber industry won't get to use it. Um, nobody will get to use it. It'll, it'll yeah. go there and... Um, so it'll get turned in the National Park, and then it, essentially it's gone from something that the government is making money off to something that's going to cost yeah, the cost government money. money to manage, yeah. And they won't spend the money on it, and it'll become a problem. It'll just turn into a jungle, breeding critters and mm. growing weeds. Yep, that's right. And that's what the... Um, the second, like when I was um, after after the 2017 election, no, it was actually after the the petition that um, that that, um, that Dan put up. I thought, well, there's a lot of other people who are in the same boat as us mm -hmm. um, with these lockups of state forest in national park. There's the timber industry. Yep. Um, new, new, like there was previously a forestry minister. Um, the government has come out and announced that there is no. Um, uh, there's there's no forestry portfolio now. That's it's uh, there's so they're clearly stating that we we don't really value this industry anymore. Um, there's you know so 
Sorry, I just lost track of what I was saying. No, you, you, yeah, you were just saying that the government is sort of, one sense, sort of half given up. That yeah, well, they're not well, interested well, in the industry. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're not interested in the forestry industry. They, as leases expire, they're going to shuffle, um, uh, shuffle land over into national parks. Yep. Um, it's an ideological thing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so with the... Um, uh, the, I, I, I thought, well, you know, there's a lot of people in the same boat as hunters, and this is coming to another line of approach that we need to be using in order to get state forest access, is we need to align ourselves with all of those other groups, your fossickers, your four-wheel drivers, your trail bike riders, um, your timber industry. Um, now, if they chose to be reasonable with us, we yeah. can align ourselves with the graziers as well, and we can solve their help to fight to get a government in yeah. that will um, not lock up, not take away their land and lock it up. Um, it's it, a sad that in one sense we can't even align ourselves with the Greens yeah. because at the end of the day we're trying to achieve the same thing. They don't want the feral animals in there. Yeah, um, the Greens and there's people from within the Greens who ran as independents, uh, they left and ran as independents in Brisbane. The Greens aren't interested in anything that isn't about generating outrage. Um, the, which is sad because yeah. at the end of the day, they want native animals, which we do. Yeah, they say they do. Yeah, that's, yeah. And yeah. we want to help get rid of um, help, help get rid of the feral animals. That's like, exactly, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to achieve essentially the same thing, but then we uh, talk to each other like we're extremely barbaric people. Like, yeah, yeah and, and I mean that's um, you know, and you'll notice on the Queensland State Forest User Alliance page, there's a campaign strategy for the. Um, for, for the election. Yep. And what I had right down at the bottom of there is any environmentalists who are prepared to, um, uh, prepared to speak to us, um, who, uh, who are open-minded, by all means get in contact and, yep. and talk to us about it. But Did any? Uh, no. no. Um, Which is sad, well, well, Dan, because we're probably yeah. as much environmentalists as anyone else. Yeah, well, Dan, um, Dan actually, um, is, he's got a degree in environmental science, yep. so they are out there. But it's just, I, I honestly think that the Green Movement, they're still in the mentality of when in Tasmania they were chaining themselves to trees because you had these companies wiping out entire like forests of native yeah. forest and turning them into woodchip and sending mm -hmm. them off to be made into paper. Yeah. And they're in that mindset. They're in that um, aggressive sort of confrontational mindset. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't understand like in, in New South Wales State Forest and there's an awesome video which I'd encourage people to look at on on their website under the sustainability under section. which website uh, the New South Wales DPI okay for, um, so people can find it there yeah yep. it's under sustainability and it's got David Attenborough you know famous yep. ecologist and he talks about how we should be managing our, our um, habitat to to keep these native animals um, yep. alive and he's talking about he said what you want is you want your um, uh, you your actual ancient untouched areas. You, yep. you want to protect those in national parks and you want to pour all of your resources into those areas to, to keep them clear of weeds and feral animals and yep. the like. Now, a lot of these areas which are national park are actually old state forest which has already been logged. Yep. Um, you don't have to lock those up in a national park. What you can do is you can log them sustainably where um, you go and you um, take out a piece of timber um, you know, one in however many bits of timber when they get big enough. Yep. Um, but you maintain the forest and you maintain the habitat. Yep. And a lot of forestry, uh, actually, like from my understanding, most of the forestry in Queensland is maintained in that way. And what that means 
in New South Wales. That's probably maintained by the graziers, correct? Sorry? Who's maintaining that? Um, the the, area, the uh, graziers would be maintaining the, um, uh, the areas that are under grazing yeah. lease, but the, um, the timber industry does as well. But in New South Wales, um, all of those forests, like they take out 1% of, it's on their website, take out 1% of native timber per annum. Um, and it's sustainable, it's rejuvenating, yep. and they use that to pay for the upkeep of the entire forest. Yep. Um, and, and they also, they have their um, exotic timbers as well, which they sell as well, but yep. they use those revenues, the Forestry Corporation, to maintain the upkeep of the entire forest. So you don't have to pay to camp. Um, all of the roads are well maintained. Yep. The, um, uh, you know, they, um, you know all all of the infrastructure that's that's necessary to maintain their environmental programs. They they maintain those through the revenues from the forest, and that's yep. that's what we need to be doing in Queensland, is allowing those sustainable forests to stay open, like Sir David Attenborough said, um, and and using the wood yep. um, to 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 pay for the upkeep of the forests. Yep. But the government at the moment they're doing the opposite of that. They're yep. um, yeah. There, so, so yeah. So, what what I was trying to achieve with Queensland State Forest Hunting, no, sorry, the Queensland State Forest User Alliance page, um, I, I got a petition up for that as well. That got about six thousand signatures. Yeah. Um, and um, is it done and over? That's done People and over. Can't yeah. Jump on that now. No, no. Right it's up. that one got. It's interesting. I, I think that. When people don't see it being their specific interest, Agenda. like hunting or yep. motorbike riding or whatever, they don't make the link that That's we're right. all in it together. Yep. And also, um, halfway through the petition, COVID came along and nobody was interested in, in petitions about state forests anymore. Yeah. Um, but I still am heartened that there are 6,000 people in Queensland who, who understood the issue well enough to, um, to bother signing it. Yep. Um, and it's put me in contact with those people. So um, what, what I think... Um, we need to do as as forest users, um, and I don't just mean hunters, I mean all of us, yep. we need to get our heads together yep. and we need to be in the ears of these politicians that there is a better way to manage these state forests. Yep. Um, but for that to happen, we all need to be putting aside our differences, our, our differences yep. and recognising that we're all in it together. At the end of the day, if one's locked out, they're locking out the others. Yep. You, so you, we've yep. got to be all on the same team. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, like... You know, for example, if you've got, um, you know, like we had 13,500 signatures for our, for the hunting petition. Yeah. Um, there's 8,000 Foster King licences in Queensland. There's, you know, this is a little figure that I had. There's 819,000 um, registered four-wheel drives in Queensland. 800,000? 819,000. Right now, that's not... Obviously, not all of those are going to go off-road, and a lot of them will be soft roaders and the like. But if, yep. if there are 100,000 four-wheel drives with people who actually want to, want to go and use them yep. for what they're meant for, um, then, you know, like, that's a massive lobby. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so we need to be getting these groups together and, and recognising that, you know, and getting the rural industries to understand if people in the cities who own four-wheel drives, who want to go hunting, um, who want to go fossicking or recreational prospecting, you want to be able to camp without having to pay for it, yep. like they should be allowed, allowed to, like they are in New South Wales, um, who want to do all of those other horse riding, mountain bike riding, um, yeah, and they were trying to lock the mountain bike riders out of the Narang National Park or, uh, recently. It was just, you know, why? Um, you yeah, know, you know, so if we get all of those people 
together, um, or or if we get together a policy that will uh, that will appeal to all of those yeah. people, that's a powerful force, and that's a powerful force that's going to keep your forests open um, for the timber industry. Yeah. It's going to keep the forest open for the graziers, yeah. um, and you know it can win seats. You know, they, we're talking about we need to win seats in the city to get a conservative government. Yeah. Um, you get a hundred thousand people um, that can swing seats. Um, oh, yeah. You know that's that's a big powerful force yeah um so you know i just encourage anybody who's listening to, to understand that you know the recreational users can be on your side yep. we just we just need a fair go we need to be taken seriously um if you're a politician you need to yeah we're not all cowboys we're no, not all no, no, yahoos no, no, not, not by around. any stretch of the imagination. No. yeah now i'll get to that as well you know like with with hunting um as you as you said before we do, you know, like they say, well, you know, hunters get a bad name because of the way they behave. Yeah. Um, there's two sides to that. I think that if we had legal state forest hunting, you're going to get a proportion of the people who are hunting illegally who decide to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, get licensed and come and do it properly. Yeah. Um, I'm not condoning that they are doing it illegally now at all. I think they're doing the wrong thing. Um, yeah. You, you know, if there's a law there and it doesn't suit you, suck it up. Like, yeah. it's the law. Get the law changed. Yeah. Um, and I'm not condoning that. But there will be a proportion of them who, if if they're allowed to hunt legally, will um, uh, will 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 quit the poaching. Yeah. So, so that's a consideration. Well, uh, opening the state forests in New South Wales, that would have had to dramatically dropped the illegal hunting that was happening. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know... Whether we would have not, had to, because them fellows that were doing the wrong thing, all of a sudden had a place to go. Yeah, uh, assuming that they bothered to go and get licensed and doing the training. Yeah, I they, reckon they would have. Yeah, it's not a big I, deal. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. Now, there are still people who hunt illegally who, who, who just can't be bothered um, in New South Wales, but um, what, what they do down there is they encourage the legal hunters to report. Police uh, their own. Yeah, police their own. And... What, what, I've actually seen it happen. We had a, um, I was there and I met some other hunters in the forest and they were locals and they said, oh, are you an R licensed hunter? I said, yeah, and um, you know, th that, was, that was all good. But there was another bloke who drove through who was with his, with his pig dogs. Yeah. And, um, and it was quite clear that he wasn't a, um, a legal hunter um, from the way he was behaving. He wasn't wearing orange. Um, you know, like dogs didn't have, um, didn't have GPSs and the like. Mm -hmm. And those guys actually got his Red Joe number and they reported him. Mate, great. So, so, you know, that's an example of policing our own. Now, at the moment, you know, you're actually, you know, the people who are frustrated with poachers, yeah. um, you know, they're actually, you know, by denying legal hunters um, realistic access to those yeah. products, they're doing themselves out of somebody who's going to help. Yeah. Um, you know, so... So I think that's a really important, um, and, and that's, that's the same for all forest users, you know, like um, I think that, um, you know, like the Four Wheel Drive Association, if you look on their website, Four Wheel Drive Association in Queensland, they've got a list of things that you should do. They educate people on, um, on, 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 you know, how you should behave in the forest and how you should drive and, yep. you know, not to leave rubbish and all of that. Um, if... If you deny um, people access to the forest entirely, you're only going to get the cowboys you're going. You're only going to get the wankers. Yeah, yeah. You know, so this is the issue: is all they're locking out is people like you and me, and and also a bunch of people who um, who wouldn't be able to afford to hunt on properties um, anyway, and probably yep. give up entirely. They're, they're hunting us, uh, all of or they're locking all of us out, and. Um, 
they're just you know people are still going and and doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So it hasn't it hasn't by denying us it hasn't worked. It's doing the opposite. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 So I just think that um, you know that's important. Another another thing I want to talk about like is you get some, I guess, commercial hunting operators who are perhaps a little bit threatened by the idea of state forest hunting because it means that people can. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. yeah I can, can see them because. Uh, yeah, essentially, it's going to one take business away from them. Yeah, and it may more so. I think a lot of them fellas that I've noticed, a lot of places that they hunt may border a public land, yeah. which they believe is maybe a a sanctuary for where their animals come from. Yeah. So I think maybe that's also another big in you know in what they're concerned about yeah and um you know like everybody's going to make a living and um and i i can i can understand that perspective but yep. i'd put it to you that public land hunting would you rather be a hunting operator in queensland or victoria oh mate i don't know <laughs> yeah like, i'm not too sure yeah, well you know like where are there more hunters where is hunting a bigger thing oh victoria yeah hands what, down what are they, what have they got They've got a massive public system which they can go. Yep. yep. So it's opening, I suppose, against then what you're saying is, well, I think what you're saying is, it's just opening it to a bigger scheme. If there yeah. was, yeah. So, so, so those people, those people who, um, who you know, the people I'm talking about who, who might earn twenty bucks an hour and and can only afford to live on um, to to hunt on public land, yep. and they'll, they'll leave otherwise. Yep. Um, if you open public land to them. They'll enter, and perhaps those people will get a better-paying job down the track. That's right. Um, and or it might introduce people that have never even thought of the idea of hunting. That mm. oh, you can go out hunting. I don't need yeah. a farmer to. And then I know what you're. I know yeah, where you're going yeah, with this. Yeah. yeah. So 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 what it means is that I genuinely believe that public land access is the key to building a bigger hunting industry. Um, now no you know because you know you know what it's like. You go go into state forest and um, it's close country. Um, it's it's challenging hunting and yep. you don't get success a lot. You have to work hard at it to get yep. success. Um, and you know, but but down but down the track, you know, people might decide. Well, I want a different experience. I want to go onto a private co um, property, which is nice. Open country. I want to be able to glass the hills. Yep. I want to be able to st spot that great stag and um, yep. stalk in on it, or have the guide take me in on it and yep. get a get a great trophy. Yep. Um, that person might never have gotten to that situation um, if it hadn't have been for, for for getting that public land access in the first place, That's because because right. they couldn't afford to do that. Yeah, and um, they could also use that as a stepping stone. Yeah, right. I've got public land. I don't know really to hunt. I don't not surely know what to do. I may go with an outfitter yeah. or a guide, yeah. spend a few yeah. few dollars, and then go right. I've learned a bit, mm. and then go back into the public land, and they'll yeah. That's do exactly right. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. I, I I know there's no hunter that I know who does uh, who only does one sort of hunting. No. Um, you know, like people want different experiences. So people will hunt public land. Somebody might get property access. They'll hunt that. Um, people will go and pay for hunting somewhere, whether it's in Australia and overseas. Yep. Somebody might join uh, Farmer Assist or the SSAA and go and do, um, you know, because they want to do um, sort of concentrated um, pest control. And those yep. programs are great for that. Or conservation and wildlife, they might want to go and do that that sort of program and, um, you know, protect, uh, protect wombats and the like from cats. Yep. And, 
you know, so no, the, the, people want a range of experiences, but I genuinely believe that getting people in through the front door, the best way to do it is to provide that public land access. Yep. And, um, and that's what's going to grow. And it's not only going to grow commercial opportunities for the, um, for the hunting operators, it's going to grow um, our political base because the more people who are hunting, the better. That's right. Um, but their eyes are open to it that it's not as bad, it's not yeah, taboo, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's right. And, and it's, it's also just a, um, a, a matter of numbers is that you've got more people in each electorate who um, have skin in the game. Um, yep. they, they want to hunt, and therefore it becomes more important to the politicians. Well, it's, it's numbers, it's votes. Yeah, that's right. That's it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly votes, and like right. you say, it's about getting the more people out there who hunt, the more the conversations are happening with non-hunters, the more people are going, oh, yeah, that's not, not such a bad idea once they have it explained to them properly, or they say, gee, I might want to try that myself. Yeah. So, you know, like the, the, the key thing that I would say is there's nothing that different about, I mean, it's a little bit different in terms of the number of graziers that we have on, on properties in Queensland. Um, now, the point that, I would, um, a point that I'd make there is that there's still a lot of public land that doesn't have grazing leases on it. So, you know, why get in the way of, of accessing that land? Like it's, yep. uh, you know, so, um, but, you know, it's a little bit different in that sense, but there's nothing so different about Queensland that this can't happen. It's, mm. there's, there's nothing, there's nothing u it's so unique um, that that this can't that this can't happen. If here. anything, I th I truly believe it could work almost better because it's so big. We got so much. We got a million more hectares, like you mentioned before, <laughs> than New South Wales. We've got less population, so it's going to be more spread out. Yeah. It's going to be, if anything, safer. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And you know, you know the Pilliga scrub in New South Wales. I don't know. I've never been there myself. I have heard of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's um, a big area that a lot of people go to hunt from Queensland. It's about um, an hour south of um, Narrabri, and it's a um, there's a lot of pigs, goats, everything in there. Yeah. Right. That's eh? um, fifty by eighty kilometres, and I think it's about one hundred thirty thousand hectares. Yeah. Um, Queensland, the, we've got. A forest twice that size. Yeah. It's called Barracoola State Forest, and that's out north of Chinchilla. Um, 260,000 hectares. Um, that forest alone um, is within six hours of everywhere from the Gold Coast and Rockhampton because it's so big. Yeah. Um, and it's. I, I worked out that it, that forest alone would give every like if, if we had the same number of hunters as New South Wales, it'd give them. I think it was 11 days or something of hunting under the under the under yeah. the booking system. So we've got these massive, empty forests um, out out west over yeah. the range. Now that's just one of them. There's um, you drive. It, it does my head in. I'm, when I'm if I'm driving to um, uh, to the Pilliga or or even if I'm going down to just to some of the little forests in northern New South Wales, I drive through like hundreds of kilometres. Of of um, state forest, uh, uh, just down around Inglewood and you know yep. those sorts of areas there, yep. just north of Texas. There's just massive areas of state forest, yep. and like you say, they're spread out. Um, I mean, you know, like you know, if nothing else, make those areas legal. If you if you if you if you're worried about people hunting on public land um, closer to the coast, then put additional restrictions. Yeah, we're not saying we want every no. block of public yeah. land. Yeah, that's for right. us to access, yeah. let's be realistic about it and say what will work and what yeah. won't work. Yeah, and I mean, there's some forests, you know, like if 
if there's a forest where people are worried about people shooting centrefire firearms because it those only those only like that's you know simple. yeah it's so this is the thing that's frustrated me is that I, I they just, have the same system in New South Wales where yeah. there is just bow state forest and mm. yeah right yeah. so yeah exactly right yeah so this is this is this is the thing like I get frustrated with is I get sick of people like I'll, I'll talk to anybody and I'll um, you know have a a, a reasonable conversation with anybody and take their ideas on board. If I'm wrong about something, um, then and they can correct me, and yep. and it stacks up. And I'm ne I'm never going to take anybody's word for it at face value. They're going to have to prove it. Yep. Um, but if I'm wrong about something, I'll I'll, I'll change change my tune. Yep. Um, but when you get like the the behaviour that I've seen in um, uh, from people who I think are opposed, um, but they don't say outright. They'll say yes, we support it, but. Um, is that there's just constant little dribble out of, yeah, of problems, but but but, 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 yeah. but um, constant, um, you know, things that if you look into them, they're wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, that that Do you think that's just ignorance of not educated, or do you think that's ignorance of I really don't want this to happen, so I'm using it for an excuse? I, I think I think with the people who are in positions of power or influence, it's the second. Yeah. Um, I think that there's. Um, I think that there's vested interests who are just being a bit selfish. Yeah. Um, and I think that if they stopped, if they stopped, you know, took took a little bit of a, um, a, a, a you know, sat sat back and thought it through. Yeah. Um, then they'd think, well, we can afford to be a little bit more generous of heart here with this. Yeah. And we can also, um, uh, you know, it might actually help us because. We're going to get all of these people who are interested in public well, land access on board. Is it because of another thing? I think which may I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but also it's because we aren't loud enough. That's sent as yeah. recreational yeah. people. So essentially, we're not loud enough. So they're thinking, well, they don't. They're not too fast either way. But yeah. If we we're loud enough, they'll think, well, there's yeah. enough people there that we want on our side. Yeah, yeah, we do. No, no, you. Uh, and then you're, they might take us more seriously. Yeah, you're abs you're absolutely right. Um, you're not going to get anything that you don't fight for. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, as people who want to use state forests, um, we've got to be loud and we've got to, um, you know, we've got to be prepared to fight the hard fight and ask the hard questions and let people know that there are um, political, you know, if, if, if we see um, something that's, been, that's unfair, we'll call it out. Um, if we see um, a political party that's not giving us a fair go, well, we've got choices. We won't. Yep. We won't vote for you. We've got to. You, you've got to fight. We, and um, I think that hunters, in particular, have probably like we've been so dependent on um, on the rural industry for for land access yep. that we tend to. It tends to all be about you know us. Um, you know, us, uh, us essentially, you know, begging for, for, for whatever we get. Yeah. Um, that's got to, you know, like, we've always got to consider, you know, the well-being of, 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 of the rural industry. We've got to yep. find ways of, of, um, of, of making sure that their interests are met. But yep. we've also got to stand up for it and understand that we've got rights as well. It's not just, we're, we're not coming begging. We've actually got rights under the Forestry Act. Yeah. Um, We've um, we've got political power, which you need on your side if you want to want to help um, win elections. Yep. Um, so you know it's in your interests to work with us, and um, let's work together and, and make Queensland a better place for all of us. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, another, another thing that, you know, what I've really got out of travelling to rural New South Wales, um, and I wouldn't have travelled there, I was, I was pretty much um, uh, stuck between the city and the beach before I started hunting. Yep. Um, so I would have no affinity with, with the bush whatsoever yep. if, if, I hadn't have, um, if I hadn't have got into hunting. And I think that's actually a really important benefit of, of public land access um, for hunting and, and other pursuits is that it gets people out into rural communities and understanding what goes on there. Yep. Um, it creates understanding of city dwellers amongst, amongst rural dwellers because I think sometimes they all tend to see us all as this great mass of latte sippers. Yep. And it's not true. Like there's uh, people are, you know, depending on where you're from in the city and even within different, you know, individuals in different suburbs, people have got different viewpoints and different upbringings. People, you know, so, so it, it creates mutual understanding between the city and the bush. Yeah. Um, I think as well, you know, we've got a big problem in the cities in, in, in Australia and in, in southeast Queensland is they, they're getting overcrowded. Yeah. Um, and we're having to knock down habitat around the edges of the city, um, you know, to cram more people in. And part mm -hmm. of that's, you know, because we've got high levels of immigration and that's nothing the state government can do anything about. That's a decision for the federal government. Yeah. But... You know, you want to encourage people to um, move to rural locations because they need people, they need the skills. Yeah. Um, so, so what, you know, for somebody like me, okay, I travel to and from rural New, New South Wales all the time and I think, gee, it'd be lovely to live down here. Yeah. Um, there's two things I need. I need to be able to make a living, um, but I've got to have a reason to want to go down there. Yeah. Um, I would have a reason to go down to rural New South Wales because they'll let me hunt. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I, I mean, as much as I'd... I love some of the places that I've been to in rural Queensland. What's the incentive? Like, why, right. why, 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 why do I want to move? If I if I move to somewhere like I was in Tyro, which is just south of Maribra, yep, beautiful forestry area. Um, during the campaign, talking to some politicians up there. If I if I move up there, why would I? You know, like I move further away from the place that I've um, that, that I that I am, am actually allowed to, and I move further away from New exactly South Wales. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like. This is a way that we can actually, you know, it make a small contribution towards encouraging people to move out of the cities into the regions. Um, you know, some of the people in the hunting club that I'm in, they're, they'd be great citizens of those rural areas. They're tradespeople, they're professionals, yep. um, all the sorts of skills that we're currently getting people from overseas to come in and fill. Um, exactly right. when, you can, when you can make it easier and more attractive for Aussies to move out there yep. um, by just providing them with some public land access. I mean, and you know, like how, how, um, you know, like how easy is that really? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, yeah. No, it's, um, I mean, for us on this side, it's, oh, we just, we sit back and mm. it's, yeah, you, you wonder how they don't see what we see. And is it, I think more so it's, they don't want to see it. Mm. And yeah, sorry, where do you mean they like? They the the people that don't want the hunting. Yeah. You know, I mean they don't they don't want to they don't want it, so they're gonna Yeah. Well they're gonna sit back, I believe, until one we make enough noise. Yeah. And then they're gonna think, right oh yeah. well yeah. yeah, they're worth having on our team. Yeah, and enough informed noise. We need to people need to read on it, they need to know the um, understand the laws, they need to understand the issues. Yep. Um, none of it's you know, it's it's not rocket science. It's 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 common sense a yep. lot of it, um, but but people just need to spend the time um, informing themselves about these things, and they need to. It, you know, Martin Bella from the Green Shirts. 
To be honest, no. No. Okay, Martin, there's a movement called the Green Shirts Movement, um, which is an alternative representative movement for regional and rural Australia. And Martin Vallas, he's a... um, He's an ex-Origin rugby league footballer, and he's a farmer now up at um, and a city councillor up in um, up in Cairns, up at Serena up there. Yeah. And um, he's he's done a fantastic job of um, of bringing that movement together. And he said it's for um, regional, rural, and reasonable people. So he understands um, that we need to um, that the that the bush needs to be talking to the city and. Um, and getting getting their issues across. Yeah. Um, this is what we need to be doing as a um, as as a community, the mm-hmm. outdoor recreation community. Is we need to be um, talking to the stakeholders in the bush and and, yep. and getting them to understand our issues. Yep. But it's not just about getting people to see things your way. It's about um, you know you can educate people, but you have to show them that there's something in it for them. Yeah. Um, and you know, outdoor recreation it can be it, it brings jobs, money, yep. um, it can bring skills yep. um, to the communities. It's good for health and sa- uh, health and health and um, welfare for people, yep. um, and it can create understanding between between the city and the bush. Well, um, it can get people just out there, like yeah, you said, understanding yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. there's more to the world. Mm. Australia's got more to offer than yeah. the Gold Coast yeah. or the Brisbane River or yeah. 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 So, so, and that's and that's how we're gonna like by showing regional and rural Queensland what's in it for them. Yep. But while at the same time being prepared to stick up for our rights. Yeah. Um. You know, so that we understand we're doing this on a, um. You know, it's um. There's got to be give and take. Yep. Um. We're not we're not coming and begging. Yeah. Um. You know, that's that's how we will get somewhere with this. And yep. then you know the people that you've described who oppose this. Yeah. Um. You know, once we get that message across, um, they can yell and scream all they like. Yep. Um, but it's not going to matter because this is good for more people than, um, you know, a lot more people than just them. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, um, that's, you know, that's, that's generally broadly my, my belief on, on where we need to be going. Right. Righto. For the fellow that's sitting at home or driving down the road listening to this and um, he's thinking, oh... Yeah, it'd be pretty good to, um, you know, get more, you know, but you're able to hunt public land in mm. Queensland. What can they do? Who can they reach out to? What groups can they maybe, you know, put they put their hand up to go see, talk? Like, well, what can they do? Okay, first of all, um, state forest hunting for Queensland. Log onto onto the page that I'm running. Yep. And the um, Queensland State Forest User Alliance. So right there's on. a lot of information on that page. Look in the notes section. Yep. There's all sorts of information upon which you can um, inform yourself. Yep. And they can also probably get through that page as touch base with you. Yeah. And talk to you, and you can help them point in the right direction. Um, Probably prefer people to try to inform themselves first because yep. I've got three thousand seven hundred people on there already. Yeah. Um, if if there's something that they can't that they genuinely don't understand, they're welcome to contact me. Yep. But just yeah, understand that there's that I'm the only one working on it at the moment. Yep. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, so, they, so if they do send you a message, you don't get back to them. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's yeah, it's like any 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 you website. Don't take it to heart. Yeah, you, that's right. We yeah. all got a life yeah. and we're busy. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's right. But um, you know, inform yourself in the first instance. Yep. Um, organisations that have been supportive, Shooters Union and the Australian Deer Association, yep. are both organisations that have have been supportive. So yep. join those organisations now. Um, 
I, you're a bow hunter. I presume you belong to the ABA. I'll be honest. No, I'm not no, the ABA. Uh, oh, okay. Well, no, I'm a member of 3D AAA. Okay. So, all yeah. right. Well, I, I don't know the difference. Th that's default by myself. I should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. singling myself out by not doing that. Again, yeah. Yeah. strength in numbers, and I haven't put my hand up to jump yeah. in that ring. Yeah. So. so, so with the um, our efforts, I've um, I've made like. It's been focused on shooting mostly because that's what I do. If something comes up to do with archery and pig dogging, then then I'll include it. Yep. But I haven't like I, I just honestly haven't had the time. Like I, I've had people contact me and say, "Why don't you ever do, do anything about bow hunting? Why don't you write an article?" It's like, well, I don't know anything about bow hunting. Well, you ain't got a dog in the fight. So. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's you know, and I've said to them, "You're welcome to contribute an article." That's right. Yeah. Um, so if people want to contribute articles to the page on bow hunting. Um, if they want to, there's the um, Pig Dogging Association yep. um, that's around. If people want to contribute um, articles on that with a public land hunting bent yep. um, and, you know, what it would mean to you, then they're welcome to do so. Also, there'd have to be great patches of state forests that have got beautiful rivers and creeks and stuff in mm. them where the fishing community is being locked out from that, correct? Um, I don't know enough about that, to yep. be honest. Um, I know that the fishing... Um, industry, the fishing, recreational fishers have got their own lobby, yep. which is, um, which is really like if you look on their page, it's really well run. Like they, yep. they. So we should be on the same team. We should, we should. Um, I, I bet, I bet that there are a lot of fishers who are involved with that. So well, every hunter that I know fishes. Yeah, yeah. yeah we all like wet lines, so yeah, we're yeah. all on on the on the same team. Yeah. So so those you know like those organisations, if they've got a um, if they've got a um, uh, are interested in, in being involved in in helping to um, fight for improved fishing access in state forests, yep. then you know then they can get on board. But yeah, I, I guess I guess what we're going with this is get involved in your organisations. Yeah. So um, so um, shooters union, um, ADA, um, the. Um, uh, uh, the three, uh, I don't know whether the 3D Archery does any advocacy. Um, to, I, for not to not to my aware. Yeah, so yeah, ABA so, would be a great yeah, or, great foot in the door. Or, or if you've got an organisation that doesn't do advocacy and um, you want it to, then get into that organisation and get them doing it. Yep. Uh, you know that's important as well. Is that we've got people in within organisations fighting for these things. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the organisations that like you know sporting shooters don't have an active. Um, like they've got their own programs, and I, I think the Sporting Shooters is a great organisation. I encourage people to make use of their programs. Yeah, they run all of our centerfire rifle ranges. So without them, there's no um, there's no no centerfire rifle hunting. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah. Um, you know, there's no so, recreational target yeah. archery without them. Yeah, uh, serious without Sporting Shooters. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, no, would there not be? If they don't, if we had no rifle ranges to go shoot at, oh, yeah, yeah. you've got to go to have private access to go shoot a rifle, correct? Yeah, for, for a rifle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, no, that's exactly right. Without yeah. them, yeah. yeah, we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. But, you know, like for those sorts of organisations, you know, I say support them, but let them know, um, you know, as members what you want. Um, if, if you want them to do... Um, to um, advocate on behalf of state forest hunting mm -hmm. and make make your contribution to the organisations um, in terms of it's not just about paying a fee it's they're volunteer organisations and we have cheap access because um, there's volunteers doing work um, you know at those ranges so yep. so help out and be seen to be doing that but at the same time you know go to yep. branch meetings and um, and um, 
and and let them know that this is something you want to push. Yeah. Um, you know, like oh yeah, or join the organisations, push the organisation, do what the organisations want you to to contribute, but then push them to be active and in, in promoting public land hunting. So that's that's important, um, and it's the same, I guess, for any of the other. Um, any of the other state forest use, join your organisations yep. and and get them get them lobbying effectively. And you know, like we've got to, I haven't quite worked out how to do this yet because there's only one of me. But we've got to find a way of getting these organisations together beyond just having one Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and make it look like a serious effort. Yeah. Um, if anybody's got any good ideas about that, they're welcome to they're welcome to shoot me through a message. Yeah. Um, and um, and you know, like it's 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 hard, you know. Like the the, the thing is, is it's not just about, um, uh, you know, like having people who are prepared to do work or whatever. Yeah. Um, we need people who are prepared to like, you know, one one or two people can't think of everything. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's it's not it's it's not just a matter of oh, what can we do to help? It's like, yeah. all right, well, what you can do to help is go away and think about what you can do to help because I can't think of everything. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like, and um, and and then, you know, like, um, and, and it might be something that you do to help that, um, you know, like I'm, I'm a great believer in if if you can't get everybody, you know, it, you know, it's ideal if you can get all your ducks lined up and get people... Um, campaigning cooperatively, but if there's something that you can do that makes a difference that you can just do on your own, yeah, and that might just be writing a letter, it might be getting one of your local MPs and inviting them out to your hunting grounds and and showing them what it's all about, and yep. um, and um, and educating them so that they've yep. got a little bit more knowledge about things. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, this if, is if they, if anyone's anyone MP yeah is interested in something like that. Yeah. Yeah, shoot me a message. I'll take you hunting. Yeah, great. Yeah. I'd love to show them what it's all about. Yeah, that's exactly that, right. That yeah. we're not all cowboys. We're not yahoos. You know, my wife does it. My father does it. You know, the whole family, we're all involved. Like. Yeah, well, well, you know, get out to the ring, ring your um, MPs and say, do you want to do this? Yeah. Um, I mean, the bloke who won here, um, his name's uh, Jim McDonald, yep. I believe. And... Um, I was actually, um, I've actually run into him and he said, well, give us a call. So, I mean, if you give him a call and say, I'd like to, I'd like to give you my perspective on this, yeah. I'm sure he'd be interested. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so yeah, so there's lots of things that people can do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I guess that's the, um, uh, I guess that's, you know, if, if you've got any other questions, I'd you know, be happy. Yeah, you'd be happy to help out. Yeah. At the end of the day, we've got a long road ahead of us. It's yeah. not going to be... Yeah. We're not be able to short track it anyway. Yeah. We've got... Yeah, that's, you know, a, that's exactly right. But the thing you've got to remember is that it's, it's a long road, but the contacts and knowledge and connections you make along the way yep. might provide another opportunity. Exactly right. So up in... Townsville, um, Jenny Hill, who's the mayor in Townsville, mm -hmm. um, she was on record, and she won't because she's Labor Party. She um, she won't buy into the the state debate, but yep. she was on record years ago, um, and I can't find the reference. It was an old Shooters Union reference um, where she um, uh, she actually said that we should have an R license type scheme in Queensland, and she has allowed some of the local bow hunters. Um, under controlled conditions to go into the onto the council land, I believe it's around the dams and the utilities and the like, 
And in which area is this? Up in Townsville. Okay. Is yeah. that still happening today or no? Uh, as for, from the last time I've, I've read about it, the yep. local, um, it's one of the local bow hunting clubs yep. has, 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 has access to those areas yep. and is able to, um, is able to hunt them. Um, you know, like an opportunity like that might crop up just through your advocacy. Yep. Um, you know, if you're involved in a club, somebody might say to you, well, we can't, um, we, we can't get your state forest hunting right now, yep. but we've got a patch of um, council land or whatever that you can help manage feral pigs on or yep. whatever. Um, how about we put something like that together? Yep. So, so, yeah, it's, it it's, it's going to be a perpetual fight. Like I, I think that you know, the, the advice that I had, and I spoke to some very clued up political um, analysts um, that I was put into contact with yep. is that if a government's going to come in and do it, it's something that they're probably, it's probably going to take two terms. Yep. Um, and we've just lost, like the conservative side's just lost. So let's, yep. let's face it, it's probably going to be three terms now because yep. yep. they have to win the election um, next time for, yep. for, for us to even have a chance. Um, okay. So, you know, like, but if you give up, it's never going to happen. Yeah, and, that's right. You know, the, the thing I've found through this is you just make it part of your routine. If you're going to get involved in advocacy, um, it's just part of your business as usual. Yep. I think that the clubs should make it part of their business as usual yep. um, rather than just waiting until an election campaign comes up and writing off a flurry of letters. You've got to be continually doing the groundwork yep. um, with, with people um, rather than just popping up before an election because before an election, MPs get, get you know, they get thousands of people popping up. Yep. Um, you know, so, so yeah, so I, if, if people are going to go off and do this, I'd say this to your listeners um, and if people are going to follow the site, if people are going to go off and, and do some just off-the-cuff advocacy, showing people around, um, uh, you know, like, um, let us know and, and, you know, do a story on it or do a video and I'm happy to share it and show yep. it um, and just show the, you know, the, the effort that we're making. And it's yep. the same with the, um, you know, like the lady that I spoke to you about before, Frida Berry Porter, the, um, the recreational prospecting lady from Claremont. She's, she's worked really hard um, campaigning up there and she, yep. she's put videos up and, and we, we post those. But, you know, we need more than, you know, we, we need lots of people from around the state doing that. Uh, yep. sh share, share it on your social networks. Yep. Share, it on, sh share stuff on your, um, on your, on your forums. Yep. Um, but, but at the same time, realise that an entire campaign isn't just going to happen on the internet. You actually need to get out and, and wear down some boot leather and... Um, and, and meet people and talk to people as well. Yep, yep. No, that's great. All right, mate. Well, I think we've sat down here for an hour and a half, chewing the fat. And, um... I told you I could talk underwater, mate. You're worried, <laughs> weren't you? No, you done well, mate. You're done well. <laughs> so, um, mate, at the end of the day, I think, yeah, one, we all need to not sit on the fence. You ain't be loud, be heard. Don't mm -hmm. be an idiot. Yeah, be informed. Yep, be informed. Realise that you've got rights. Yep. Um, and that um, you're, you're as much a citizen as everybody else. You're not a beggar. You're, you've got yep. rights and you've got political power. Yep. But at the same time, consider other people's um, consider other people's interests yep. and work upon the basis of give and take. Yep. Um, connect with with other interested groups. Yep. Um, show initiative. Yeah. Police um, our own. Police our own. Yeah. Yep. That's a big thing. Yeah. Or, or like social media, I think, is it's great. It is awesome. It's mm. wonderful. But also, mm. it's there's some turkeys out there that yeah yeah they make us look like jerks yeah so police I mean, them you don't have to 
don't call, you know what I mean? Like, don't make a massive deal out of it. Just let them know that maybe, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? One day they might, you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. making us look like a fools. Yeah, the, the, that's true. Um, and, and I encourage that as well. Um, encourage that definitely. But you've got to realise there's, um, we can't be constantly as a community held responsible for every idiot who decides no, to be that's an idiot. Right. That's um, you know, we, we need to be seen to be doing what we can. That's right. Um, so, you know, things like the hunters that I spoke about in New South Wales, if you see somebody poaching, dob them in. Yeah. Um, you know, dob them in yeah. and be seen by the authorities and yeah. be seen by um, the broader community as, as being willing to police our own. But if it doesn't solve every problem and it's not going to, we yep. need to be prepared to turn around and say, okay, we've done our best. Yep. Um, we shouldn't be punished because because one more person decides to be an idiot. Because, that's right. Because, you know, that's... Um, you know that's that's simply simply unfair, that, yeah. and and no no group in the community um, that enjoys doing something should be, um, you know, after they've done everything they can to make sure things done are right uh, are done right, um, somebody still does the wrong thing. No group in the community should be um, should be held responsible for that. No. Um, and we've also got to understand that the authorities do have some responsibility as well. Yeah. Um, the um, you know, we don't have enough forestry um, inspectors and enough, um, you know, enough... Well, that's because that's there's no money. Yeah, that's right. They ain't got the money. Yeah, Where that's... if, like we said before, we dropped some friggin' figures out there, yeah. you know, yeah. if they had the money, yeah. they'd, they'd have that. Yeah, that's exactly... There's, there's no money there for, for yeah. forestry inspectors. Yeah, and that's right. And in New South Wales, um, the forestry... When they know that you're in the forest because you're booked on, online... Yep. They'll roll up and they'll check your paperwork and chat and yep. and and that's good. We we you know that's so that, right. that that's a response. Yep. You know it's a it's a joint responsibility. Hunters are going to take a responsibility. Yep. Um, but the government also needs to realise that they are the government and they're responsible for enforcement of the law. Yep. Um, so don't just blame all of us. Yeah. Um, you know for everything that goes wrong, you've got to also meet your responsibilities. Yeah. Too right. Too right. All right, mate. Well, it's been a hell of a good chat. Yep. Um, again, anyone wants to touch base with yourself, look us up, State Forest Hunting in Queensland. Yeah. Facebook pages, also the Queensland State Forest Users Alliance. And Reese, thank you very much, mate. It's yeah, been thanks, Jake. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. So, righto, folks, over and out. See you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Hunting Camp Down Under podcast. If you would like any information from today's show, please don't hesitate to contact us on huntingcampdownunder at gmail.com or simply hit us up on any of our social media outlets on Instagram or Facebook. Be sure to join us next week for another awesome episode and we look forward to sharing another story from Hunting Camp Down Under. Bye for now.